Welcome back to the AmKiss podcast brought to you by the Bonjour Agency. This is the podcast where we speak to people in the independent school sector. AmKiss is the Association for Admissions, Marketing and Communications in Independent Schools. I'm Simon Jones and in this episode we're talking all about digital advertising in school. I'm about to speak to Steve King from King's College Taunton. He's the head of digital communication at King's College. He's also a house parent and the head of CCF. So we're going to find out how he got into this role, what the team actually looks like, which platforms they engage in on social media, and how they post differently to each of them. Now, Steve is lovely. He's a very likeable guy, so I think you're going to love this episode, which means I think we should go jump into it right now. So come with me as we scoot down the M5 and speak to Steve King. Steve, welcome to the Amkis podcast. Uh, thank you for being here. How are you today? Good morning. Yes, Simon, thank you. I'm very well. And can I just say, um, it's very early for me to be engaging my brain this morning. Um, even though, you know, n- normally I do get up way, way earlier than this. My brain kicks in about midday on a normal day. Okay. All right. Well, for the sake of anyone listening, it's it's an 8.30 a.m. recording. Uh, do you drink coffee, Steve? Have you had any, have you had much this morning? I've had copious amounts of coffee this morning, yes. Okay. Right. Well, we're going to find out what life is like at King's College. But first of all, just for the sake of people listening, just give us a little bit of background. You know, tell us how long you've been working at the school for and where you were beforehand. So I've been at the school coming up to now 15 years and I, I over that time I've done various roles but I, I think it's important that I kind of take you back to the beginning because I, I didn't start life or my career should I say in this industry at all. I joined the military at 19 and that was the Royal Marines and ended up in successive roles but found my way to a, almost like a reconnaissance and intelligence role. And from there, you know, I traveled all around the world, uh, ended up doing operational tours in the likes of Northern Ireland, Bosnia, Iraq, and Afghanistan. And I did that for 17 years. Wow. And, and that uh, culminated, which, which is a bit of a story, actually, in a tour of Afghanistan, which was a six-month tour. And at the end of that, I was unfortunately quite severely injured in a, in a, in a, in a firefight. Gosh. Which meant that I spent the next 18 months or so in, in rehab in a place called Headley Court down in uh, Surrey. And also it, it, it meant that I had to leave the armed forces, which is really unfortunate because I absolutely loved my career. But because of my interest in all things technology and coding and computers, I knew that whenever I did leave the forces, that's what I would go into. So I, I, I founded uh, from scratch, from pretty much uh, an empty office, a web development agency in Taunton. And uh, I, I ran that reasonably successfully for, for five years. And what brought me to King's College was I, I knew someone that worked here and they mentioned that they needed someone to help with CCF. And I really didn't know anything about independent schools, if I was honest with you. And I ended up getting into uh, the school and doing just two hours a week on a Monday afternoon helping with CCF. But as is the way of working in these schools, the roles come to you and they grow arms and legs and the next thing you know I'm being asked to do this that and the other and you know fast forward to today I of course as a, as a, as a house parent I, I live on site and I never leave but the pivotal thing with um, on, on the marketing side was the director of marketing, marketing at the time knew of my work with my own web development and marketing company in Taunton and asked if I would do some work for the school and so I started you know working on audio visual stuff creating films and, and helping them become more 
digitally savvy, if for want of a better phrase, because mm -hmm. they didn't do anything really on, at the time, on social media or certainly didn't do paid advertising. Mm. But because I'd done that myself with my own clients, it was an easy um, transition for me to, to, to help them along, which was kind of circa 2015. So from there, that's what launched uh, King's, uh, King's College and King's Hall indeed on, on the way along the road of digital advertising, which we're still doing in-house today. So in a nutshell, that was the story that brought me from, from where I was as a 19-year-old to, to today. Wow. Well, I'm dying to find out more about the digital advertising that you talk about there. But actually, before we tap into that, tell me what it was like to have that career taken away from you. The reason I ask that is because... I imagine that when the people are listening who are listening to this right now, when they change from one job to another, when they change from one career to another, then it's their choice. But this is something that happened to you, which was forced upon you. How did that make you feel? It was it was an incredibly confusing time because I never saw myself ever doing anything else. And I didn't, certainly didn't realise at the time that I, in, in the armed forces, there are so many transferable and transitional skills that you you pick up along the way but you never really you don't really identify them at the time mm. um but now in with with hindsight and you know on reflection there were so many things that i did that i still use every single day in, in my, my, my current job but yeah going going back to answer your question i didn't really have a roadmap and it was really confusing it was hard for m both me and my family and i'll be honest i was a little bit lost for for you know a, a good few months but once life then began to settle down, and I, you know, and I, as I said before, I, I had this um, interest in computers and technology. I picked myself up and thought, right, I, I've got to do something now. I've got, I've got to take some positive, proactive steps to get back on my feet and, and move forward. And, and that's exactly what I did. And that's the, the sort of things, you know, the, the sort of anecdotes and stories that I, I say to the to the pupils at the school, even today. So, so, so yeah, it was. Um, a, a difficult time uh, for all involved but you know when I, when I look back now I think I had an amazing time in the armed forces loved my job and I pretty much did everything I wanted to do you know working certainly working in, in as I did in the intelligence gathering side of things was amazing and uh, I, I look back with great fondness. So tell me more then about digital advertising at King's College. I mean, how do you go about doing it? And also, what, what, why do you do all of this in-house? Is it because you've brought the expertise in yourself or, or, or are you a bit of a control freak as well? I think there's a little bit of both in that, <laughs> a bit, bit of truth in both of those statements. The benefits, I think, uh, of doing in-house, I think you've got to have a reasonably sized team. And when I say that, you know, we've got three of us that uh, work solely on marketing within the team. Then the other half of the team, well, four of them actually work with admissions. But we are one team, essentially. So I think having those three people and my background and expertise gives us the ability to do it in-house. Now, I do appreciate that not all schools are fortunate enough to have a team of that size. Some could be bigger, but I know there are schools with one or two people in marketing. Then mm. to expect them to do digital advertising in-house would be uh, a big ask because it is time-consuming and, you know, individuals marketing managers just just have so many other things to be thinking about so i fully understand why they would look to outsource that but for us you know the, the benefits are huge i feel personally it gives us the ability to to have the control you know that that you, you said there and the ability to to, to pivot really quickly and, and and you know monitor and measure the the analytics the feedback that we get from our campaigns and and to change them uh, on a daily basis if, if we need to so 
personally, I, I, I like the control the control side of that. But of course, for the schools that do outsource it, some of them outsource it because they don't have time to do it. I imagine that some of them outsource it because actually they don't really know how to do it or they don't know how to do it in the best possible way. But that can lead to a sense of, for those schools that do outsource it, someone explained to me recently the difference between delegation and abdication. And, and delegation would be asking somebody or another company to do it for you when you understand what they're doing. And abdication is just handing it across to another company to manage it for you, but you don't really understand what they're doing. And you just kind of have to trust that they're doing it properly. And I imagine that some schools, some people listening to this right now might find themselves in that position. What advice would you give to those people where they do outsource it but don't fully understand it? The advice that I would give is that, you know, really don't overthink it. You don't need to get down into the brass tacks of it. I think, you know, you need to understand about certainly budget allocation, campaign management and how a campaign structure w w would look. You know, the, the, the kinds of things that your, your, your audience, the, the parents that you're, you're targeting respond to and crucially measurement as well. But you don't need, you really don't need to get into the brass tacks. You know, that, that's the job of the professionals to do that. There are lots of, you know, people who, who, who do this, you know, 365 days of, of the year and, what, you know, why, why not leave it to them? It's just fortunate that, that that was my job in a previous life. So, mm. you know, mm. I, I, I'm happy, happy. <laughs> and my wife um, would roll her eyes at this. I'm happy to sit at a computer and look at data all day because I get so much, um, so much from that. Okay, let's talk about social media channels then and different platforms because I, I've seen in some schools they are quite prolific on Twitter and not really on much else. And I do wonder sometimes if that's because that's the platform that they know and that they're comfortable with as opposed to thinking about where their audience is equally though you get the likes of i was listening to a podcast recently with gary vaynerchuk and he was explaining that you just got to be everywhere on all social media channels but then sometimes people say that if you're every if you're everywhere then your content is diluted and it's not as strong as it could be if you focus on one or two particular channels what are your thoughts on all of this but also tell me what King's College does. So first of all, I'll tell you what we do. And we generally focus on three or four platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Of course, there are many, many others available. And the thing with organic social media is once you as a school have established your presence, realistically, you're, you're talking to uh, a pre-sold audience. It's the people that follow you, you know, um, notwithstanding the, you know, the, the nuances of the algorithm where only you know a certain percentage will see the content that you put out the people that follow you know who you are uh, you know it's completely un untargeted and um, it's almost like you could liken it to uh, an extension of your school's newsletter because it's the same people seeing it all the time which is brilliant because it's good for it's good for that audience to see the pulse and the heartbeat and of, of the school and to see that it's still full of life and there's so many great things going on there which is in direct contrast to how you know we would approach a, a paid social or a PPC campaign because we, we, we're really then extending that reach and going beyond our normal audience audience and, and, you know, using a scalpel to fine tune our, our, our targeting. And, you know, with the content that we put out, we do try and make it as diverse as we possibly can. We, we, we try to move away from just putting the same thing on all of the channels because we know that our audiences on those different channels channels are different. I'll take Instagram, for example. We, we know the, the demographic there is, is, is quite young. I would say nearly 95 plus percent of our own pupils and pupils from other schools follow us on Instagram. And that's the that's the age group there. Whereas 
parents, it's Facebook and Twitter. We have discussed internally before about, you know, uh, the different uses of these channels. So should Twitter be for fast-paced, small items of, of of school news that need to go out immediately and it's all timely stuff yeah there's i think there's some, some some truth in that and reserving some of the bigger pieces for facebook and then certainly certain types of content for linkedin for example that, that, that's more on the professional side and when i say that I'm, I'm talking about you know announcements about capital projects announcements about vacancies and things like that and that seems to get a better response from the audience that's, that's on linkedin than it would do on for example instagram does that make sense perfect okay and how about things like tiktok you know is that an area that you started to explore i know that some schools have yeah some schools have and um I've almost built up a little bit of a collection of, as, as a research project of looking at these schools. But, you know, in honesty, we, we haven't done yet, but it is something we are seriously considering. And my own personal view has, has been that um, we didn't want to jump into it immediately because, you know, there, there could be a little bit of egg left on one's face if you tried too hard to be you know, to have that presence on TikTok when the content wasn't right for it. No, I understand. understand. Okay, so when you're trying to get content then that you want to put out on all of these social media platforms, how do you convince, maybe convince is the wrong word, how, how do you encourage the, the teaching staff in school to provide you with the content that you can use for your social media platforms? You know, how do you get them on your side so that they understand the whole concept of marketing we all know that there are some teachers in probably every school where they kind of feel like marketing shouldn't even, you know, have a department in a school because it's all about teaching. It's all about the academic side. Of course, those people are in the minority, but but nevertheless, how do you get everybody on side so that you get the content that you need? I think it starts with, with the culture of the school. And it's certainly a cultural approach. I go to every single uh, King's College common room meeting that the head chairs and periodically I will add in pertinent reminders that, you know, marketing is the responsibility of every single member of staff. It isn't just down to one, two or, or, or three people to to market the school. And the majority of the staff here, they, they, they do get that. And we encourage them to, you know, when they take school trips out or they do, you know, amazing things within their class, take photographs, take video footage, write about it, promote your own departments uh, and send it into us. And sometimes that it's not easy for them to do. So we, we try and ease that process by having uh, almost like an internal CRM platform, which is just, for them, it's a single email address that they can just forward all of their content to, which aggregates it for us. And we can then uh, almost like triage it, pri prioritize it uh, and work out that, you know, that's a news item, that's a press release, that's that's for Twitter, and then work it out from there and then, and then distribute it accordingly. But, you know, I'm really pleased that the staff here have really do embrace the mission of marketing. And a recent project, actually, we've embarked upon is a little bit of staff social media advocacy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, using another platform is asking them to share on their own social media platforms and accounts curated news that we put together about certain things like for example open days and that's working really really well and the the, the numbers when they come in are sometimes in excess of our digital advertising campaigns for when I'm talking about you know reach and you know and, and volume and shares and things like that that's really interesting you got that kind of generic catch-all email address because 
I, I guess what you're doing there is making it as easy as possible for people to send you the content instead of people thinking, right, okay, I've got these photos from the trip to, you know, Cumbria or whatever. Uh, do I send that to Steve? Do I send that to the marketing director? Do I send that to the head? Who, you know, who do I send? And, and I guess even though it's a fairly, you could say it's a fairly trivial consideration that they have to make, even those trivial considerations can be a block to someone actually doing something like sending you you know, basic content. Absolutely, you know, and I think one of the jobs that we've got in marketing is, is to make things as easy as possible. So I just remind them, you know, as, as I said in the common room meetings and sometimes via email, just send your items to news at and it will get to us. And, you know, it's not to an individual. So if I'm off for a day, it will still be processed. It will still go out. It will still get the same consideration that everything else does. And they, they, they have they've really, really embraced it. I couldn't be happier. And, and sometimes with certain members of staff, this is a little bit, controversial but I have this this saying that I do repeat sometimes and I say you know what we deliver is education but the business we are in is customer service so that's Ooh, the way like you should that. yeah that's and, and sometimes that does raise a few eyebrows but uh but but you know I, I'll pin my colors to the mast on that one because I, I I stand by it because I truly believe in it okay tell us then about being a house parent and a CCF commanding officer how does that help you to see to see both sides of school life? Well, it runs from what we just mentioned, actually. And I think, you know, the, this, this customer service side of things, because certainly being, being a housemaster, you know, it puts me at, at the forefront of, of, of the school and at the, the, the coalface. And I am dealing daily with pupils, with parents. You know, I think I spend an hour to an hour and a half a day emailing parents or talking to them on the phone about a, a, a myriad of different um issues and topics which I, I, I relish I, I do really like that but it, it, it almost really gives you an insight into satisfaction and, and what makes parents and families tick and what they want from an independent school you know I, I do use the word satisfaction and I think you know I, I really want to get under the skin of, of human beings and, and, and understand them and so I think being a house parent is certainly no, there's no other job like it. I absolutely love it. Even though I would say it's uh, it's draining, it's long hours, it's relentless. You know, we get a few weekends off a year. And otherwise, apart from that, it's a seven-day-a-week, 16-hour-a-day operation running a boarding house. You know, luckily... I don't work uh, as, a, as, a, as a classroom teacher when I'm, you know, during the day, I do my, my marketing role, which again, I, I, I attack with equal relish. But it, it really does help you understand, you know, what makes people tick. And that, that's, I think, the, the application in marketing is, is, for that is so, so useful. Frankly, I don't know how you have time to do all of this. I mean, being a house parent and a CCF commanding officer and being in charge of digital advertising for the college. I take my hat off to you. I really do. It doesn't leave much time, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like it's, it's, a, it's a 50-50 split between marketing and, and being a house parent. And then CCF, you know, as you're probably aware, runs for two or three hours, one, one day a week. And then throughout the week, there are sporadic times when you have to have the odd meeting and send the odd email. So it isn't that on onerous. But again, it, it, because of my background in my previous life, being in the military, a job that was reasonably easy for me to transition into. Okay, now you you hinted briefly at the size of your team earlier on, or, or the people that you work with. Just give us a breakdown as to you know how many people there are doing different roles. You, because it's always interesting to hear how the admissions and marketing and communications team actually looks in different schools. We have director of A and M that sits at the, at the top of the team, and you know 
I, I, I guess, you know, in, in other industries, there would be, you know, a, a business director. And uh, on our side, on the marketing side, we've got, yeah, we've got um, our marketing manager, we've got myself, and we've got a marketing coordinator. That, as I say, that's the, the, the sole focus of what they do is, is, is marketing. Now, and that really covers everything. And we, we do have, you know, uh, within our, our group here, two schools, we have our prep school, which is two to 13, and then we are 13 to 18. But our, our team covers both of those. So it isn't just senior, it's, it's prep as well. So our remit co- covers, covers both of that. Then on the other side, uh, we've got admissions, and then there's, there's the four of them. We are one healthy team with really strong working relationships. We, we meet regularly, we share the same spaces, we collaborate really, really well. And I think that's, that's really, really important, you know, that you've got that, that healthy, almost like, you know, let's use the term sales and marketing relationship. Mm. It wasn't always like that. Uh, those two departments years and years ago, can I say now, were, were, were separate. And often, you know, and that's when I first joined the school, there were difficulties, can I say, that they didn't work that well together. Mm. But I would say in the past 10 years, it's, it's, you know, they've come together and it's since then worked really, really well. Steve, I'm keeping an eye on time. We should probably start to bring this episode to a close. But it's been really interesting talking to you and especially finding out about your different roles, especially being a house parent and in charge of digital communication at school. It, it reminded me, actually, somebody said to me that when you work in a school, quite often you join in one role, then you take on something else. Because you mentioned about your role grew yeah. arms and legs, I think, I think was yeah. your phrase earlier on. But quite often someone said to me that you tend to put on a different hat, but you never actually take off the hat that you're wearing right now. So you just end up putting on more and more hats. And that's quite normal from one school to another. I think it is. There's an illustration that, that comes to mind and it's, 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 a, it's a person that's got this pack on their back uh, and they've got all these other things stacked on their shoulders. And I think that's a little bit what, it, what it's like. You know, you've got so many different roles. Essentially, that's what happens at independent schools. You very rarely just do one thing. And if I think back to... God, it must have been about you know ten years ago when I first started walking, working. Sorry, in the boarding side of things, I was I had a corridor conversation with one of the deputy heads there here. Sorry, and she said to me, "Would you fancy doing an evening duty in a boarding house?" Which I'd never considered before. Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Oh, I, I I don't know. I don't really know anything about this." And then suddenly, said, "I thought about it and said, okay, I'll give it a shot." And that was my first in into boarding life. <laughs> right. I then became. I was then asked if I would be a deputy house parent. I considered, I think, okay, I'll give that a shot. And then, to you know, three years ago to becoming a house parent. So it, it just moved on. It grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And almost sometimes I think you don't see it happening. Mm. It's only when you stop and take stock and look back and go, how did I get from there to here? Yeah. But I am here now and I love it. Good. Well, I'm glad you love it. And uh, Steve, I've really loved talking to you this morning. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you very much, Simon. So that was Steve King, Head of Digital Communication at King's College, house parent and Head of CCF. Steve, thank you for being here. I hope you managed to get yourself a coffee after we finished. Now, Steve is going to be speaking at the AMKIS conference this year. He's talking on PPC advertising and paid social, and he'll be going into much more detail there. His talk is on the Monday. I think it's one of the morning sessions. So do make sure you check that out if you would like to know more. Just a reminder, AMKIS is the Association for Admissions, Marketing and Communications in Independent Schools. For more information on AMKIS, just visit amkis.co.uk. That's A-M-C-I-S Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.